Patrick Cappuccino, and this, this is, is Seek, Seek Treatment, Treatment, a podcast, podcast about boys, boys sex, sex, fucking, fucking dating, dating, and love, and love. Huh. You know, I, I went back to Cappuccino because um I ran into, you know, I did an improv show on Friday night, which I'm wanting to do one, about once a month. And, yeah, um, sure. At, at the haunted UCB Chelsea fake. Scary, uh, scary, scary. Now wetter than ever. <laughs> the asylum. Say, what's a knockoff? What's it? I was like, what's it called when a handbag isn't a real problem? Yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom always used to be like, you know, you can get knockoff bags at Canal Street. Did you know that? Yeah, my mom I'll never forget when I first got one. I love that. And um, anyways, um, but I ran to this gay, and he was like, love the pod, and he was like. This Patrick Cappuccino makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> and so for that gay, for that gay I'm thinking of, you, you know went full you cap. You went full cappuccinos. I went full cap. I actually yeah. this I, I went full cap, no cap. Yeah, that, oh yeah. I just learned about no that. Cap. I learned about that too on TikTok. But I um I uh some really nice, beautiful woman emailed me and she was like <laughs> Um, and she was like, I'm a fan of the extended, I'm a member of the extended cappuccino family. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, love I love you. That. I love that. <laughs> Wait, so um, where are you? Because you didn't tell me you were leaving town. I need to yeah, know it was really you. last minute. It all came together last minute. Um, I'm tell me Bo- everything, king and queen. I'm in Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Angelo's grandmother lives here. and um, It looks nice. Um, we have our... You know issues with our hotel but you know that's <laughs> what it is to stay in a hotel it's it's, it's to work. have issues with it's, said hotel it's, it's a full-time it's job no one ever said marriage was easy no one ever said staying in a hotel was easy it they both take they really co- don't make it easy near show me work and communication um <laughs> best day of i'm going my to life. couples therapy with my hotel best day of my life was when my family went to disney world one time and um in the, our hotel a light fixture almost fell and killed my brother. And because of no. that, the hotel upgraded our room for free. Fuck yeah. So, yeah Take one like, for the team. Was it, was um, it Chris? Was it Terrence? It was Terrence, actually. First of all, quick aside, everyone wish my hunk a happy belated birthday. He's about to leave my apartment. Shout out, Bry Style. Love you. Happy birthday, um, Bry. Now I love you, ever. King. Um. Um, so anyways, so yeah, y'all a lot of fun. anyways, Pren- tell me about Boca Raton. So I'm having a lot of fun pronouncing it Boca Raton. I always yeah. say I love Boca Raton. Um, yeah. And yeah, so we came to surprise Angela's parents because like his other sister was going. So That's so like, cute. Yeah, it's like always awkward surprising someone because it's like they were like kind of dumb. Like, you know, they were surprised. It's like <laughs> to force someone to react to you being in Boca Raton unexpectedly is like such like an annoying thing to do to someone. <laughs> Surprises like, are ultimately a selfish act. Yeah, because like w- it's like when someone surprises me, I'm like, okay, what do you need from me in this moment? Like, what do you yeah. need? Oh, um, I was la- it's so f- I, I surprised Brian for his birthday by taking him to this because he you know he loves F one. I took him to this go karting place in Jersey. Oh really? And um, he had a great response. But then I, I was la- so then 
on what day that yesterday or Saturday, we had like a backyard party for him and friend of the pod, Haley Nauman was there. And I remember I was like, <laughs> we're all kind of drunk. And I'm like, do you want some of the cake? And she's like, do you want me to say yes? I was like, I don't care. I don't care. But she Haley was Nauman. such a good friend in that moment. But I'll say about Haley Nauman is she's always in that backyard. Haley Nauman's always in your lover's backyard. <laughs> she's the vet. We had such a nice time. Wait, so how long are you in Florida? Till tomorrow. Oh, well, you know, it's absolutely ice freezing cold here. So it's a really good call on your part. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I have some of the worst sunburn of my life on my legs. Oh, interesting. The legs will really get you, won't they? Yeah. When it comes to sunburn, the legs are what's going to get you. I um, went to the beach yesterday. I just had the kind of sunburn on my legs where it was itchy, which is like not something yeah, that, that really. And moms love to tell you that means it's healing. Oh, really? Well, it couldn't Mom, have been Mom, my parents were like, it's healing. It's it healing. It couldn't have been it healing itching. yet because it, like, had just started. Like, from uh, the womb. My, my sunburn itched from the womb. Sure, and, um, from, from jump. From jump. I, um, and then I started Googling it, and there's something called hell itch or, like, hell's itch. No, or, that like, sounds not fair. I hope. It's I not hope, fair. I hope that's not what I have. But That's not fair if that's what you have. I feel like we have to, like, I feel like – Never mind. I mean, I feel like we're being. I feel like we have to recording today. Like the you, what like the legal system would have us do is like discuss the slap. Do you know what I mean? Like as podcasters oh, on I'll the Monday. About, oh, sorry, sorry. I'll talk about the slap with you. I think. No, I don't want to talk about the slap. But I'm saying like as you're feeling. Well, I kind of thought courts, we'd touch on it. I kind of thought we'd touch on it. The courts would come down on us hard for not. Um, and I think no courts, one should punch a comedian while they're telling a joke. <laughs> the courts would really um, make an example of us and throw us into jail um, for not talking about the slap. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. And I also like when it comes to the slap, this is classic me, but I can read like two hot takes on it and like agree with both of them and then be like, totally. what do I think? And then have actually no thoughts. Yeah. I don't really have thoughts. I'm like, when someone defends someone, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that they defended someone. Well, of course but- it's like, you know, I read something. It's, it is true. It's like, we're so used to just talking shit about people online. And so in, in real life, when someone's like, fuck you and it hits, it's kind of like, okay, go absolutely off. But yeah. no one should get hit at their job when they're making a joke, which is their job to do. But no. also the joke was ta- the joke was obviously in very bad taste. Yeah. 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 What do you yeah. think about said slap? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Agree. I didn't even. I didn't watch. I only watched the slap clip. I didn't watch any of the official Oscars. But I did notice everyone was literally trying to be me by wearing a red dress, and everyone knows that I actually wore red on the Seth couch a few weeks ago. <laughs> and it's a classic wild. case of people wanting to be me, the podcaster who's sitting on her floor of her apartment in her big jeans because she's been binge eating nonstop for two weeks. Um, for me, Oscars like, is yeah. For What's me, Oscars, Oscars for is this. It's like Sunday night and I'm actually in like seventh grade. And since I'm mm. a gay youth, I like think I, I think that movies are my passion um, because, yeah. I like, because I like loved She's All That. I'm like the Oscars are huge for me because <laughs> I love movies like She's All That. And so I like try to watch them. And then every movie that's mentioned, I've never heard of in my life. So I turn it off. And then the next um, Friday, I go to the library during my allotted free period and read entertainment weekly and it's like a best dressed list and it's like mm. all the women that are best dressed are just wearing like truly just like a yellow dress and it's like okay i guess that's what it takes <laughs> to be best dressed you know what i mean it's just like one color of yellow like dress and this year it was the color was red you know what i'll say is the oscars to me will always be about julia roberts winning best actress for aaron brockovich and being in that like white and black dress remember that no, I don't. But did you know I've never seen Aaron Brockovich except for some of it on a plane once? Um, you'd love it. It's actually so good. Yeah, it was pretty good on a plane, some of it. 
<laughs> Some of it was even good on a plane vibes. Um, um, I really want to go to a cabin and just like stare at a wall for like six months. Is that an option? Yeah, that's an option. I'm like having so much trouble waking up. I had Benadryl last night. Mm. I um, went to this. Um, I took Ryan to dinner for his birthday last night, and we went. The place we went was so like '90s hot date spot, like Sex in the City vibes. Like you walk in, and they have these little booths, and like they clearly want you to like kind of be kissing in the booth. Like we actually couldn't uh, turn our legs in the right way to not be sitting like in each other's laps. Yeah. And um, but it was sort no. of it was sort of funny in that and way. New York is like that the the club bed from the sex in the city episode. of course i think about the club bed non-stop yeah that's what i was it, just like, talking about it with someone i feel like 90s new york was trying to do and be in and showcase it was like stupid things like that no offense for I me do- the month of like april and may it's kind of like what's the point of these months yeah well it's like a waiting game but i actually love it because i actually don't necessarily like the summer so it's kind of like these months i don't like the summer, but at least i know what her deal is i know what she's for yeah, but I like that I don't know what these months are for. I hate not knowing these months. Are, these months well, are not for me. May there's a certain like smell in the air, which makes it feel like it's finals. Like in a it way. is so finals. It's, it's like, like you want to be outside, but you have regular. to be studying. You have to be making your review sheet. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yeah. I miss review sheets. I hate review sheets. Um, I love making. I was always the girl who made the review sheet for the group. Uh, I never. No one was. I was never working together with someone on a review sheet. But wait, I'm going to um, – do you mind if I pee you know really what? quick? Of course, go pee. I'll talk. I'll talk to the I'll talk to the team. I'm actually so excited. We actually have an incredible guest coming on the pod, which we haven't had in 100 years. And he's one of my favorite people on, on earth and one of the most interesting, sweet, funny, smart people in America. So it's going to be really fun. Um, I'm kind of in a place where mm, – yeah, these months. I don't know what these months are for. And I – Kind of feel nothing. I'm like, my brain has no ideas. Um, I don't, you know, I was having the special come out was the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And I'm really happy. And now it's kind of like, it's not that I'm like full depression that it's over. It's just like, okay, now should I just like move upstate and have a kid? Or should I like think of a new idea? I'm kind of worried that I am pregnant right now because my tits are really sore. My tits, my big, my big fat tits are really sore. Um, but it could just be that I'm, I don't know, at a certain place in my cycle physically. I also stopped taking my birth control for like three days because I didn't have time to go to CVS to get it. And now I'm back on it. I'm so behind on everything in my life. Pat, um, I was saying how excited I am for our guest because he's yeah. New York, actually, New York and beyond. He is New York and beyond. If y'all were at the Dynasty show last night, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, any which ways. Um, I always say my my big tits are sore, and I hope I'm not pregnant. Oh, really? Sore? How? Like the nipples, or kind of the cleavage? No, the whole the, the <laughs> my sore cleavage. You know, like the whole tit, the whole the meaty part, wow. the meaty part. I know, and I just, I mean. I don't think I'm pregnant because I, A, think I'm, like, barren and, B, am technically on birth control. But I also had a doctor 
I talked to a family friend who's a guy I know, and she was like, definitely don't take that kind of birth control. It literally doesn't work. She was like, it's about 80% accurate. Oh, really? And I've been getting cummed in because it's Brian's birthday, and my king gets to come in his little queen and her's birthday. And no, matter, um, what, no, no matter what percentage her No matter what percentage can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, love getting cummed in. Hey, y'all. This is it's, – <laughs> hey, it's Cat and Pat, and I love getting cummed in. If you um, did get pregnant, do you think you would, like, have it? I know. At this point, it's like I'm 30. I think it's you know, have I'm definitely not gonna just have it unless you and Angela want to raise it. I would raise it if you wanted. I am, um, but it would be it's too just annoying. like the ordeal. If, if I'm gonna go through being pregnant, I would definitely just keep. If I was to raise your baby, I would probably want to stop being friends with you because I wouldn't want you and the baby to like, know each other. <laughs> okay, that that makes sense. <laughs> I'll keep I'll keep that in mind when I, if I ask you to raise. I mean, if I could get pregnant and did, um, and I would have it now. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, um, I don't know. Then, it, then it'd be either way, it'd be extremely traumatic. Well, yeah. So let's just hope. Well, hope. <laughs> let's just hope. Um, Fingers crossed that you're falling the eighty percent of times that. <laughs> I know. I was. I don't think she's actually right. That being said, she is a professional doctor, and I'm a up and coming um, cabaret comedian. But <laughs> it's hard to say who's in the right here. Um. You know, I don't know what's going on with my body. I say this with love, but I don't even feel like I've been eating that crazy, but I've gained so much weight. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Maybe this is the maybe this maybe I'm I'm just describing fully being pregnant. I'm like, and I don't know what's <laughs> going on. Like, I don't know what's going on. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Um, I am crazy. We don't make it pickles. easy to be alive. Oh, I, I like love crave yeah, I love when you're pickles. pregnant. Do you like crave when you're pregnant? I mean, that's, as someone that's who's pregnant, myth. as someone who's pregnant, shut the fuck question. up. I'm not, don't scare me. Don't scare um, me. But you know that if I did get preg, I would give a really honest, honest rundown of what it was like. Yeah, Either, yeah. Whatever I chose to do, I'd be really honest, which is really <laughs> cool. Really it's cool. so I'm, honesty means nothing anymore because everyone's just oversharing nonstop of the time, nonstop wish, of the time. I wish I had something to say or do or feel or think. That's exactly how I feel right now. I'm like, I haven't had, that's, that's why it's good we're having a guest today because he actually feels and thinks a lot of things. And I actually totally. am smooth brain, like gumball girl. He's going to total top us. He's going to, our guest is going to top <laughs> us today. <laughs> you know what's so insane? I have to do two self tapes after this. I would never do that. I just wouldn't. And then I, and then I have a zoom meeting before our, our live stream. So that's, I'm actually having one of the craziest days in America. I, um, at this point, I'm in a place where I just, I think I'll never do a self tape again. I think I just won't. I mean, I will. Yeah. Someone I would love time. to be, um, I don't know what I want, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 um, what was he going to say? Um, self tapes. What were, say, what were we talking about before that? I'm requesting a refill of a medication that I forgot I used to take next. This point, it's like at this point. I'm so brain dead. It's really bad. Let's. What if? What if I? Ask I'm having like the guilt kick in for being brain dead on air, and then that that makes it worse because then you feel like. I um, think it's beautiful. I think everyone listening probably is feeling what we're feeling to an extent. Like this is the worst time of year. Wait, um, this is not the no worst one... time of year. You're being wrong about that. Well, then let's argue. Let's let's, let's then let's <laughs> debate. Then let's be philosophy. <laughs> let's do philosophy towards each other. Tell me, I, sh- what's the worst time of year to you? Um, the, for me, the worst time of year is like, actually, you're not going to like this August. Wow. <laughs> Coming for my family. Cause then it's so hot. You're so sick of being hot. 
you don't care about being hot anymore. It's not a treat. It's actually a punishment. I know. And that's why God saved me from that by giving me a birthday. School is literally about to start tomorrow. I hear you. I completely hear you. Um, I'm listening. Not only, not only hearing, I'm listening. I'm so like, was there anything else exciting at the Oscars? Like, not that we would ever touch on the Oscars during our podcast. But, I know. Like, that's kind of like, the only, I mean, it is, it, I do feel grateful in some ways that there was some juicy stuff yeah. going on because everything is, I haven't seen a single one of those movies. So boring. I saw Power of the Dog. I, I was What's it about? Saw, it's about. Wait, I think um, I've already, I think like I've already asked you this on air. It's humiliating. I don't think you have. It's about like Old West and it's about, it's about Wild Wild West and it's about like, um, like a kid being gay, but like, and like an adult probably being gay and like, okay. and then nothing happening like about it. That sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah, you see um, Benedict Cumberbatch's butt, which is, I guess is cool. But I don't... Okay, um, I, don't, I don't need his butt. But sometimes I feel like Hollywood is on their hands and knees begging me to be attracted to Benedict Cumberbatch. And it's like, am I even saying that right? I'm like, it's not going to happen in Hollywood. For me, for me, it's not going to happen. I'm not attracted to Benedict. And I'm not attracted to Jude Law. And Hollywood has tried to change my mind about those things since I was born out of my mother's womb. And I am not willing to change my mind there. I'm not budging. I'm not I'm not fidgeting a feather. Don't make my friend fidget a feather. One time I fidget um, a feather. One time That's I so beautiful. One time my librarian, Miss Glidden, who is the person who forced us to watch You've Got Mail every day for the entirety <laughs> of 2001. Um, one time what she did was she read us a book called Don't Fidget a Feather. And she told me what fidget you know when, right, remember when you learned a word. That was when I learned fidget. She was like, fidget means don't fidget means to move a little bit. And oh, so that's a good, really good. De- it's a good definition. It is kind of what that means. The book. Remember, remember finit, fidget spinners? Yeah. I remember um, <laughs> like when they, I remember where I was when I found out about them. I was on the sidewalk. <laughs> I was on a sidewalk in Huntington, the same sidewalk where um, really where we across, got cold cheese. Yeah. Where we got did we get cheese. cold cheese or did we just yeah. think about getting it? We got it and we sat inside and we ate it. Yeah. Was that when, you're, when your father mis, uh, misgendered me? No. <laughs> Wait. Speaking of my, my father being misgendered, I think we were laughing because I think did I say this already? That in the in the Netflix home movies, like when he's talking in the home movies part of the intro, it's like it says "woman's voice." Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I said that's cool. I said that's cool. Now that is really cool. We were we had a good we had a good little giggle. Um, wait, so oh, uh, I know what what, I know what is an Oscars thing. People, everyone's you know, the internet's really a buzz about Kristen Stewart wearing shorts. The internet is a buzz about that. Yeah, I feel nothing. People are really like have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I, people don't have anything to talk about. Oh, Allison, so Allison says Coda is actually so good, and we should watch. Oh, I do want to see Coda. Actually. I do want to see that one. I want to see that one, and I want to. I need. I still need to watch West Side Story, and I need to watch. I guess Power of the Z. Power of the doggy. I feel like Power of the Dog, they didn't give Kristen enough to do. No, oh, she, she said love her. And she didn't win, did she? But um, what was he gonna say? Remember when UC were you still like part of the UCB community when like um they sent out an email that was like, You're not allowed to wear shorts on stage ever again. And everyone was oh, like, Oh yeah, why who was are that? you and who cares? And I think yeah. that Kristen, Kristen Stewart stood up and said, this is for <laughs> everyone who was on a UCB house team in 2016, um, which is really cool. And if she had won, she would have dedicated her speech in, to the college. <laughs> the house te- to the UCB I saw house someone teams. tweeting the word UCB like last week and I was like, what could possibly be being discussed? Yeah. Well, do you know what happened? No, what happened? 
um they like sold it to some guy who is like corporate and now some like corporate entity is like reopening ucb in la and maybe New well York. did it even exist so it's wait what or are you just cut out i didn't i didn't think it still existed no it doesn't exist that's the whole thing the guy's like making it again some guy who's corporate that's all oh. i know that's what i've gleaned from my context clues I just got a text that I left to check somewhere, which is sort of not cool or cute even. Yeah. That's not cool or cute. Wait, I want to uh, say hi to everyone and say sorry that we... Does anyone else feel... I think I'm depressed is what I'm realizing. I'm just anxious. I'm so anxious. Oh, why are you now. anxious? Just because of things I have to do that I'm Yeah. With. I'm feeling really powerless um, when it comes to my whole life. I'm feeling like... Oh, I thought you were going to say your whole... And I was like, I am feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little powerless when it comes to my hole because I don't feel like I know when she wants to be stuffed with cock. Yeah. Do (laughs) you talk about your hole? So absolutely disgusting. Yeah. This hole really like in a way only, only like refer to your asshole, right? In a way. No, I said, I sometimes like, I sometimes like saying like, you know, filling all my holes is kind of hot to me. Yeah. But you would never send a hole pick and have it be your vagina. Would you? Would you be well, like, I would send a, a pick of my vagina. I would never call it a whole pick. I'd be like, right, right. right. That's pussy. what I mean. I know that no, you can't. I, would, I, that- I would never, ever send a whole pick. I actually can't even. My hairy little asshole. I would actually die. Yeah, no. I never want to send or receive a whole pick. Sorry, girls. It's-, it's normal if it's hairy. It's normal, boys and girls, if it's hairy. Yeah, it's normal, boys Unless, and girls. I mean, I'm not going to get waxed. Ever, ever since I got my legs waxed, like, to feel something. I'm like, well, I'm never going back to a waxing salon again. That being yeah. said, I want to get laser. I, I want to get laser. If anyone knows where I should get laser for free, then definitely reach out. Every once in a while, like the comedy community will go back to waxing and try to mine that well again. You know what I mean? It's like 40 year old mm. virgin culture. They're like, what can we do around waxing? That's absolutely LOL hysterical. And it's always like a man gets waxed and it hurts. Yeah. Wait, how was your um, improv show? I really want to come next time. Oh, it was very funny. You know who was so funny in it that I was dying laughing on the bar line? Who? Um, John Juan was making me absolutely So die. funny. I was absolutely dead oh. and buried. <laughs> um, yeah. That sounds like such a good night. Um, I will say there was like four, because it's, it's a show called We Will Turn You Gay. And um, you never know who might turn up. And uh, so I do think they like take an ad out and like, I don't know, gaynewyork.com and like post that there. <laughs> so we were starting and there were these four like older gay men in the front and they were from Rochester, New York. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Like, they were unbelievable people. And well, no were... one tells you how far Rochester is from New York City. It's like no. literally, it's literally Canada. Yeah. And they were no visiting offense in to town. Those men. They literally must have Googled like New York City gay event and like found this show we were doing. And so they they were, had been having a night, I would say. They they had been having a fun night. And um, so they were like boisterous about the show. And then during the second half of the show, um, one of them just loudly said, I love this, like for the whole, for <laughs> the whole so audience here. Then that person, like 10 minutes later, stood up, walked towards like the curtain to backstage, collapsed, just no. kind of collapsed. What? And uh, we all obviously like froze on stage. No one knew what to do. Mike Calton like ran back to like see what was going on and think we kind of stood there for what felt like an hour it was probably a minute and um 
Mike called her and came back and was like, he's fine, he's fine. And uh, Mike, Mike and the, them, my favorite. Yeah, and then we um continued the show and he was fine, but he had to he, he they they got him home somehow, but he just was very drunk, I think, and just kind of oh didn't scary. know where he was going or where he yeah it was like a drunk fall. It wasn't like a I'm collapsing because of like a bodily thing. But anyways, oh, it was really you know fun. I met this. There was this girl I thought was really drunk at Club Coming. And this isn't really a story. Anyways, she just like ate half a muffin and then she was like actually completely fine. I was like, oh, I've never seen someone sober up so quick. Oh, that's really cool. Wait, but then was I think she, she, like was, a... she wasn't actually drunk. I think she just like felt bad or something. How do you know she was eating a muffin? You saw her in well, the I was sitting next. I was sitting next to her. Oh, okay. It's, the story doesn't make sense here. Basically, when we did a screening and I went outside for part of it because I didn't, I actually didn't need to watch myself do my jokes from 2018 again and again and again. But um, anyways, what I'm saying doesn't make sense. Wow, 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 this wow, is wow, so wow. crazy, y'all. But here's uh, no offense, but gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega 3s. Well, then, why don't I go ahead and mansplain something to you and your gal pals? Pat. Thank you. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Vitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women age 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't even stop there, Pat. Let me woman explain this to you because they actually invested okay. in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. I love taking my Ritual. Um, I feel so healthy. I feel so fresh. I feel so me. I feel so now. It's self-care. It's good. It's vibes. It's bae. Taking a vitamin is like the easiest thing you could do to feel like you're literally human for one second. Doing the bare minimum vibes. So right now, we're so excited because Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash seek treatment and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash seek treatment. Okay, I'm so excited for our guest. Put your ears open. I haven't had a guest in a while. It's kind of fun. Put your ears open for Dylan Marin. For Dylan Marin. Put your ears open for Dylan Marin in every hole you could possibly imagine. <laughs> open all Hi. of your holes Hi, for Dylan Marin. Oh your my holes. God. Hello, Gorgina. Oh my God. Gorgina Delgado. We're all remote. I know. We're all, it yes. Right. What happened it was right. what happened was we were gonna be me and Catherine live um live and in person live. and just still remote. But what happened was I unexpectedly took a trip to Boca Raton, Florida. Oh <laughs> sweetie. Yeah. That's I'm so of proud of you. Thank you, thank you. It's amazing here. I love my community here in Boca Raton. You love um, your community. Your this is a homecoming for you. Yeah, totally. This place I've beautiful. never been here before. It is a homecoming. It is wow. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's when you're there. You ever it's me returning to where it all started. Uh, it's peak even hotel room behind you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I love. Wait, it. Dill. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we haven't had a guest in so long, and I and I'm cannot be could not be more excited that it's you because you're one of my favorite <laughs> people on planet Earth. You already know that. Don't ever talk down to me again. And um, we're so excited. <laughs> okay, fine, your book, your now. book, your book comes out Tuesday, right? literally tomorrow i Lit oh my god today's when... monday so yeah, it's gonna be coming out today so if you're Wait, listening to this oh, it's coming so out, today. out today 
<laughs> oh, it's so good when something works out. It's so good when something. It's so rare when something works out. It works right. out, you guys. Wait, um, how just are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I have to say, I'm hiding my self view because that's a new beautiful way to combat Zoom fatigue. I just did that. Um, oh, oh I should idea. do that too. It's so great because then I just find that I'm like looking at myself and I'm like, what I'm doing was too. the question that was just asked? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I feel. I feel really good. I think I it's really surreal because it's like something you've been in your head for so long and now other people are reading it. And also, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like it feels different from like whenever I've released anything digitally. It's like, okay, well, I still have like control of this. Like I can delete it if mm -hmm. something goes wrong. Um, whereas this is just like there's like a printed object out in the world and many of them that are just it's just like, I don't know, sitting in someone's nightstand. So it's surreal. Oh, totally. well, speaking of someone's nightstand, it, it is sitting on mine because I got home last night and it was in my entryway. Oh, beautifully, my God. Beautifully oh my. packed. I opened it this morning. I said, there she, I put her to sleep on her nightstand. Yeah, I'm going to dive in. You said, dive there in she goes. <laughs> so will you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about, about your, your story? I'm going to tell people about my what story, do you call, my what, book. Because it's, it's not, it's. What, what are we calling it? Because it's not a... It's like it's a great it's, question. I would call it well, a first, project. Okay. Oh, did, what, did, what did you say? I was saying, first, let's like introduce, like, wh what would you like people to know about you? First and foremost, oh, yeah, who as this voice, voice speaking towards them all of a sudden about the written word. <laughs> well, um, dare we ask, who were you? Who are you? Who do you want to be? What an amazing question. Yes. Um, my, I, I, my name is Dylan Marin. Um, I was uh, a person, I suppose in this moment, speaking live from the present moment, I was mm -hmm. a person who uh, didn't write a book and I'm, tomorrow <laughs> I'm about to become a published author and I'm about to be a published author. That's, that's one level. Um, so I, I, um, I wrote a book called Conversations with People Who Hate Me, which is the same title as my podcast that I've been making for five years. And the quickest way to explain it is that uh, five years ago, it was um, 2016, 2017, the era of Facebook video. And I was making political satire videos online. And uh, it, I, they were popping off on Facebook. And what happens is when you pop off on Facebook or any internet forum, get a lot of hate. And mm -hmm. so I share the detail of Facebook because the way I coped with the hate is I would just click through the profile pictures of the people who sent them and mm. just obsessively scroll through their profiles. Oh as some sort of way to be like, I need to understand you. I need to understand where mm -hmm. this is coming from. And I would start like weaving these fictional backstories for them. And I don't know that I still can totally explain what that was, but I think it was just because I was like, I need to know them and knowing them gives me a sense of control over the situation. Does it make sense? Is it necessarily psychologically healthy? I don't know. Up right. to your listeners to decide and vote. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> All right, yes. Sound off vote, in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think Dial someone, 009 to vote for Dylan. I do <laughs> Call by 10 someone, p.m. Eastern. I do think when someone hates you, you do want to know so much about them in this strange, like, evolutionary yeah. way where your brain is, like, latching onto it because it's like, okay, this kind of person is, like, dangerous to me and I want to know everything mm -hmm. about it so I could, like, yeah. know what I'm dealing with or know what the threat is or something. Completely. Do you know what I mean? Completely. But I think for me, it's also like, I want to be like, am I better than this person? Because the worst is when 
like I've, I've been talking a bit about this, like getting seeing all the comments after the Netflix special came out. It's like mm. if it's a random incel guy with like 20 followers, I'm like, whatever. If it's like a woman I get who's saying bad shit, I feel way crazier. I'm like, well, wait, you're I thought we we're on the same side. So you, I mean, you want to know and, the story. And that's, that's something that hits the hardest because, you know, as you can imagine, like a lot of this hate was homophobic and coming from the other mm-hmm. side, so right. to speak. Um, but I was also like particularly hurt by this negative stuff that was coming from people who agreed with me because the way your brain processes like that is like, oh, but they're right. They're mm. correct. They're tr- this is true somehow more true. And I think that, um, yeah, it was it was hard. And so, you know, one thing led to another and um, I started having like in-depth conversations with some of the people who wrote me these hateful things and um and out of that was was born the podcast conversations with people who hate me and and now the book is out so here we are how does the book i'm so curious remember i I was just telling someone this morning actually that i went to one of your live shows a few years ago at union hall yeah and it's it's really i mean it's unbelievable to watch people who say these vicious things in person you're like they're just a person they had no idea for the most part, do you think they, I don't know, not to generalize, but do you feel like for the most part, they kind of had no idea what kind of impact what they said would have, or what do you think? I think that's definitely the through line. I mean, like, we are completely dehumanized to each other online, and mm-hmm. we've never had this much access to each other. So negativity has always been in the ether, right? Like, you've always thought negative things about people. I think now there's a reward system for the funniest way that you can express that negativity Mm. or the most correct way that you can express that negativity when it's rooted in social justice or loosely rooted in social justice, which is when it gets very dangerous. Um, And I think that a lot of times, like, you know, the truth is, as you said, there isn't a through line for my guests. I think everyone is everyone loves this this poetic phrase of hurt people hurt people yeah and Mm -hmm. they cling to it and the thing about that phrase is like yes it's beautiful but it's only sometimes true like yes sometimes someone is hurting in real life and they project that hurt through their device and onto a stranger and other times it's not true at all. And I think that speaks more to the way that these platforms are designed so that it's like you actually don't have to be enduring existential pain to cause someone great pain online because you also don't even necessarily know your impact. And you can just be like, and and I think this is especially true with pylons because when you're joining a pylon, one, sometimes you think you're doing so just in the name of justice and the right side of history. And so you're like, no, I'm saying what needs to be said. And the confusing thing is sometimes you are, but then you also don't realize like, oh, the tides have shifted so much that you are saying what needs to be said, but now the punishment no longer fits the crime. Mm. And then the second thing is that sometimes people just join in on a joke, a meme, and they that we do that, and I'm saying we do that to belong. You know, we're just like, oh, like everyone's making this joke. I'm going to take swipes at this one person who has become the main character of the day, Um, even if it's for something totally apolitical, like their transgression was not justice related. It was just like, oh, you know, like that. 
the Tinder person. Yeah. Or the, oh, yeah. Like, West Elm Caleb. West Elm Caleb. Yeah, completely. That was bizarre. Yeah, what was your take on that? That was really bizarre. I didn't follow that. I actually still don't understand what it was. Yeah, I, I don't – I – I used to do such a deep dive on all of these things. And I think right. the healthiest thing for me to do is like to not spend as much time online anymore. Fair enough. So yeah. West Elm Caleb, I'm just um, kind of passingly aware of, but what I am aware of the broad strokes. And mm -hmm. I know that like a lot of times people take up arms um, to defend someone because they identify with the victim of it. And mm. then in over in so many people identifying with the victim then you turn the other person into a new victim right and so like it's just the power shifts so suddenly so right. that like the perpetrator quickly becomes like the punishment for them is such an overcorrection mm -hmm. that we're like oh i no justice was served in this space today you know it's just like everyone's now worse for it do you think um, the pylons happen so quickly that the people piling on don't even know when it's reached that critical mass? Like one million percent. Yeah. Because you're the the visual metaphor I always think of for it is like, have you ever? I literally feel like this is violence to bring up sports here, and I'm so yeah. sorry. And I <laughs> yeah. have, I, yeah, no? it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is violence. I am sorry. Um, but I say this as an ally to sports. I love people yeah. who love sports, and yeah. therefore I will say. <laughs> that Chelsea Piers has a golf range. Um, and Honey, so, honey, if you think I haven't been there, you're crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cancel me. Um, so, so there's a, so let me just describe this to you. There's basically like a, a whole, many floors of boxes. So imagine a building that you just sliced in half down the middle. And so everyone has their own little room and some of it are on the sixth floor. You know, like there, there's rooms across the sixth floor, the fifth floor, the fourth floor. And when you're looking at it, it just looks like a little grid of squares where people are golfing out of. And all of the golf balls hit this net. But when you're in your own little cubicle essentially the room that has no wall and you're just hitting a golf ball out you don't see the other people who are hitting that golf ball right you just are focused on your golf ball so that's how i think of like uh, joining a pylon is that you think you're saying what needs to be said because hashtag what needs to be said because you don't realize that other people are saying it and so you don't realize when you're like oh, my voice isn't necessarily needed here. And by the time you've sent it out, you, and especially if you're like getting a lot of the rewards for it, like the gold coins of likes, you're like, well, I'll leave it up. You know, like, yeah, I don't disagree with it. And mm -hmm. yeah, they did a bad thing. And so therefore, mm -hmm. off it goes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And I, I think... um it's it's the the joke element of it too is oh, um yeah. really hard. You know, I, I just did um I just did an episode with Michael James Schneider. Um he's known as Balloon Guy online. He he posts photos of him with you know, these inspirational, sincere phrases and um he spells them out in Mylar balloons behind him and he's become such a like a political punching bag for people um and especially people in my algorithm and i don't want to assume here but i would say our algorithm you know of like queer and queer adjacent 
uh, media literate people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who Wait, like, I don't know if I know about him. Is he um, is he gay? No offense. He's he's gay. He's cool. gay. Um, offense <laughs> taken on behalf of all gay people. Um, I'll be canceled. How dare you ask right if someone this. is gay? Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Um, My next episode. I'm just looking me and him Pat. up. Okay. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing: his his stuff is is so enjoyable. But I also understand how people might not enjoy his stuff and would just scroll past. Right? It, it it's like mm-hmm. ultimately harmless content. Um, that is enjoyable if you want to be not enjoyable if you don't want it to be. And, you know, in working with him on making an episode, I, I just like dove deeper and deeper. And the joke of not liking him has become such a joke that... Um, Nickelback like, syndrome is Nickelback syndrome. That's exactly what it is. It's a it's, great It's term. Nickelback <laughs> syndrome, which is like, which I also think, you, you know, I've started collecting these headlines that are published weekly now of we owe an apology to, oh, right? And it's yeah. always like, we, we love lashing ourselves for like, gosh, we were so bad to blank. We were so bad yeah. to this person. Can you believe? And it's like, well, I think the job we need to do is figuring out who we're, who we're doing that to now. Like, yeah. and not wait two decades until they have a Ryan Murphy miniseries and be like, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> maybe women aren't the devil. You know, like yeah. maybe, maybe no, we should No, they are. Punish. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah We're yeah, demonic yeah. creatures. Um, d- demonic creatures. Thank you for giving I, I me the platform to say what needed to be said. <laughs> what you were saying about balloon person is to me like, and how like some people really enjoy their stuff and some people like, you know, could easily just scroll past like, oh, this isn't for me, but but need to like, you know, yeah. I do think there's a thing online or when you see someone else that you don't, if you're like, I don't really appreciate their work. I don't like that person's work. That's not for me, but you yeah. see them getting a lot of praise from other people. I think there's a mm. part of the human brain. Yes. that's Like that's not, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with them getting praised for something I don't like. So yes. I think that I should, if I can say something negative, then that will take away some of that. So maybe then that will even it out. Cause I don't want, if they're only hearing the good stuff. I don't want them to think that that's, you know what I mean? It's like a weird. Yeah. Completely, completely, completely. And I think, you know, it's, that's absolutely on the money. And I also think that that is the same. It's like the same psychological wave formations that are uh, propelling the envy we feel online too. Like it's like someone getting praise is you not getting praise Mm -hmm. and someone getting praise is an affront to you. And like, it's so, I'm not saying, you know, obviously it would be way too reductive to say the people who take swipes at him are jealous of him because I think it's way more complicated than that. And also not true for everyone, but like, I do think we don't know how to process other people getting praise online. And sometimes we think that we must vocally oppose it to even things out, but we don't realize we're actually mm-hmm. not evening things out. We're actually making life really hard for that person. Yeah, totally. What's well, the classic cycle of like, you're allowed to like someone and then too many people like them. And so then there's the backlash and then they, then the, we owe them apology and, the- and then, and every, and I feel like it's, you know, with every kind of public figure, but I think what's interesting now, it, I mean, now every single one of us is a public figure, whether or not we make totally. something or want to be something. Completely. So everyone, I don't know. It's like, it's very tempting to want to completely log off, but I yeah. still have like use for it. I don't know. Yeah, I did for 13 months and it was like the 
Oh my god. S- psychologically healthiest I've I've felt in Remember um, I saw you in the park and you were like I feel incredible. <laughs> I I really did. I saw, yeah. I I really did and you know also like I have to be honest with you like I'm back and I have to be back to both Right promote the book and also produce the podcast because I have to Mm -hmm. be finding these stories to turn into episodes um oh and I think quick thing to just say is is the first season was mostly was exclusively me speaking to people one-on-one who had sent me hate and now it's almost entirely me moderating conversations to just Mm. explain the evolution but it's you know I find I I felt so good because I was like just engaging with people either on the phone or in text, which meant it was like, okay, yeah, like we're just checking in with each other, not in with the specter of the audience, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I also felt like, you know, social media is a really terrifying and complicated place to sharpen your moral compass, to calibrate your moral compass. It feels like taking a compass into a magnetic field because you're just going to be like, you're going to see the compass like spin around and around and around. And I think that it's really helpful to log off for a bit so that you can process what you actually think about something, (laughs) which is always so much more nuanced and complex than what the public square is telling you to think about something. Yeah, I was literally just saying like the slap. I was like, I can see both sides of the slap. <laughs> I mean, it's it it is so wild to see that because it's like every take is happening right now and each take is being read as an affront to the other take, you right. know? Mm. And it's like uh, yeah, like it it's so I I think our systems of how the public square speaks to each other is broken. Um Yeah. Or are broken, depending on yeah. what the correct grammar is. But yeah, it's made me think of this tweet I saw the other day from a woman, which was doing "quote unquote" well, like it was getting a lot of likes, and it was like, "Yeah, go like, girl." Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, she was. I mean, she was just saying like, just so like, I feel like this isn't getting talked about, like whatever, whatever. But like, I since I've gotten vaccinated, I, I she was like, I've been vaccinated three times, would do it again in a heartbeat, like it was the correct thing for me to do, whatever. But it's like also separate from that, like since getting vaccinated, I like my period's been very fucked up and like that's mm. happening to a lot of women no one's talking about it and it's because i do think it's because like that issue of like negative you're like alt right and don't believe in science and then like and then and then you're like liberal. you know what i mean there's like no room for being like yes this is the right thing to do also there's this thing that happens as well that needs to be talked about you know what completely. i mean completely there's this like um inability to hold multiple truths at the same time because Mm -hmm. they don't fit into a tweet. I really think the structure of how these platforms are designed inform the way we now think about things. Because the most binary take, and Catherine, I know we've spoken about this, you know, offline, but Mm -hmm. because the most binary take wins, everyone is either iconic or trash <laughs> you know it's like literally you are the fucking best you are the goat oh my dude my or you are the worst person who ever fucking existed get off my yep. timeline yeah and like be iconic it's be, arcon- be iconic or die culture be iconic or die like, be iconic yes. or die new merch pa- pa- that's exactly what it is it's like <laughs> we need merch and i think and i think just as Catherine, you were 
uh, talking about the like ebbs and flows and how it like constantly goes up and down and it fluctuates. It's like the really dangerous thing about that is like you can be iconic and die and be iconic like within a month. And that's like I know. not we are not built to sustain that in our heads. Yeah. And um so yeah, so so like I, I when I was off it was literal bliss and um <laughs> when I'm back on it's like you know all of these things that haunt me of like I really don't like seeing these complicated things be talked about in flattened ways because I see people then be villainized for expressing the wrong take and and it's just like this is not a conversation this is um just a whole bunch of podiums facing each other right um, and reverberating together and yeah I mean there are other like really challenging parts of of being online too and and speaking to it do you yeah, feel so like I don't, I don't know do you feel like having been offline for 13 months there's now a healthier way to approach being online or are there like even tips you'd give people who you know have to remain online for work purposes or for whatever reason and like but are struggling with it in such an intense way. AKA, can yeah, you help me? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a... Tr- <laughs> right. AKA, help me, I, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm helping you. Well, I have a truly insane way to do it, and I'm going to, like, just come out and talk about Ooh, this very private it. practice that I have, um, and I welcome your judgment, and also I invite you to steal it or any version of Wonderful. it that, that helps you. Um, you know, I think the like hardest part for me was that if given the opportunity, I will check, I will refresh it constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just an impulse. Like I'm just going to open my phone and I'm going to check it and I'm going to scroll. I'm going to like, if I post something, it's just an obsessive notification update, which is like even beyond narcissism. It's just like this is <laughs> some sort of obsessive tendency mixed with uh, fall- tripping into the reflection pool of yourself. Beyond narcissism. <laughs> beyond narcissism. More merch. Dylan Merritt's story. <laughs> uh, my, my merch. Um, Pat's is be iconic or die and mine does... <laughs> <laughs> narcissism. Um, I so what I do is I have a notebook. I, I, I this is a judgment free space, or at least I hope it is. So I'm just going like, to give you the full truth. I have a notebook yeah. and I write out. I I have to put down the time of like I'll say like uh, I'm going on social for ten minutes at this time, and then I set a timer for myself. And the the role the notebook plays is it just feels more intentional. It's just mm-hmm. like then it's not. Like, so I'll give myself 10 minutes to go on and make a post, but also because there's this other object that I have to check in with, Mm -hmm. I then um, can't go on when I'm outside. Obviously, this is a rule that I am the only one overseeing, so I could break it any time. The only thing that works about it is I haven't broken it. So, like, the only magic that is governing this practice is that I haven't broken it yet. And Mm. that... To me, that only makes me want to keep doing it because then it's like, oh, fuck, like I I need to go online. I need that notebook. I need to sign. I need to like give myself 10 minutes on social. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's that's helpful. But I also don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing that. (laughs) Like um, maybe there will come a time when I'm like, okay, I'm in the airport. The notebook is not here. I literally must write this thing. Um, Right. And then it'll change. So I'm. It's working for me for now, um, 
But, you know, all of the things that that get under my skin about it are still there. Um, mm. So, yeah. I wonder Hard. if Gen Z is doing better than us or is, like, more broken than us. Because, like, they they're had more broken. their whole... Well, yeah, they might be more broken, but also... <laughs> but they're like, beautiful. And if you're listening, I, you I, know I, that I care about you. <laughs> wait, no, wait, but Pat, I'm saying, I just like, missed if, who you're talking about. Sorry, uh, Gen Z. Um, yeah, Gen Z. Because it's like, we did, like... We, I think living part of your life without it and then like having all those real life instances then that you're like suddenly like being forced to recontextualize into like you know twitter language like is tricky whereas Mm -hmm. like gen z it's like they've never had that touchstone so does that make it easier for them or is it actually like oh my god they're even more like untethered because it's like they've never had that that basis of reality you know what i mean yeah, I think about them all the time, and you know, <laughs> everyone here thinks about Gen Z all the time. No, and if yeah, you're listening, I, and you're Gen Z. You just know we're thinking about you, and we love you. Yeah, we're, we're thinking safe, about safe. you. You're safe. There, you're safe with us. No, mm-hmm. I, I just like, um, you know, we have nieces and nephews, and and like the, some of them are of that generation, and um, like, and this is not specific to them, but something I've noticed in general is like there's this constant awareness that you need to have the correct thought about something. And, um, you know, uh, I, they are so often scared about Mm. being canceled. And I, we have to talk about that word with nuance because like I disagree with the take that cancel culture doesn't exist. I also agree that everyone has a different definition for that word. So it (laughs) means absolutely nothing anymore. But I think like what I've witnessed in a lot of people, even people, you know, uh, Uh, people who follow me and write to me like there is such a fear of like having the wrong thought because Mm -hmm. they're growing up on these platforms that are so that encourage mono thought like this is the right thought and this is the wrong thought and um yeah my brain was doing this very dissonant thing when i saw vaccine lady like period vaccine yeah. lady which is her actual legal given name so not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. being crass i mean her they really predicted name. that her, yeah. on her birth certificate it says legal it says, period, uh, it says vaccine, lady. Vac- vaccine period lady twitter lady yeah <laughs> and, uh, my brain did this like jumping back and forth like involuntarily of like is she right or is she right? like is she what, what yeah. calm does she go in like is she is she good guy totally. bad guy good guy bad guy you know what i mean like and yeah. that like sensation i noticed was like so iconic or trash yeah yeah and it's like and i yeah and it's and it's just like well she's in neither because none of us should ever be in either right and Mm -hmm. the problem is it is intoxicating to be in the iconic column Mm -hmm. because you're like no one can fucking touch yeah. like and you're just you are collecting the gold coins of the internet and you literally feel unstoppable life is just going to get better and better and better for you and then <laughs> you just realize that like you flew too close to the sun Icarus and then here yeah. you are at the bottom yeah. and it's like it's it's the va- so the vaccine lady I <laughs> I feel like for everything, every amazing thing you're bringing up, I'm like, yeah, I recently did an episode. So, like, cancel me. <laughs> no, um, no, no, this is, but, this is so helpful. I'm literally asking you questions. Okay, great. Well, don't. <laughs> um, I'm actually iconic now. Um, uh, y'all. But, y'all. But I, I just did an episode. Um, a, a listener of the podcast wrote to me that he is unvaccinated and he was scared of the vaccine. And um, 
you know, I, I had to wrestle with like, how do I do this episode mm-hmm. ethically and how do I do it responsibly? Because it's not like I'm not going to connect him on a call with someone who is pro the vaccine and wrote something shitty to him because that's like, OK, well, they also need to be a medical expert. So I connected him on the phone with my doctor and they had this like long, Amazing. beautiful conversation. And I think the really helpful thing even to me about talking to this person is that like it also showed nuance to me of who is not vaccinated. Because I think we paint this very thin drawing of like, oh, okay, I know exactly who they voted for in 2016 and 2020. I know exactly what they believe. They believe COVID is not real. Um, Mm. And they also probably think some racist things about where the virus came from, right? Like Mm. we, we just assume that to be true. And he is hates politics, is is profoundly apolitical, uh, believes COVID is not only real, but has had it and wants more people in his life to be taking it seriously. He wore masks before masks were even mandated. He was wearing gloves at the beginning of it all. And so like, the, it was helpful to just be like, oh, yeah, like there are people who are scared of this, who simply don't have the access to information to know to take it and also yes like you are going to have when billions be billions of people are taking a vaccine you are of course statistically going to have some people who have different things happen with their body right which is not to say that everyone has it in fact many studies have been put into making sure that it's that's such a minority that they still feel safe yeah. with people taking the vaccine. And I say this as a deeply pro-vaccine person, but like, you know, that person is just going into the public square as is her right to share something that her body is experiencing. And we also have to say, maybe it had nothing to do with the vaccine right, at totally, all. Right, like, totally. We are, totally. we are not her doctor. We are not her blood cells. So I'm actually um, her doctor. And I'm yeah, actually okay, her blood cell. So please wait. I'm her blood cell. Wow. We have both <laughs> today so, on the sorry, podcast. Just, you know, didn't want to. No. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Welcome to my podcast. So I'm, even, I'm um, having anxiety today. right now of being like, is, is, is someone going to listen someone, to this and be like, you're falling yes. into the, you're anti-vax and now you're, yes, you know what I mean? I know. Like, because like, well, said, I, I mentioned scary. that lately and I'm, I'm scared. I literally I'm scared. I had the same thing as I was responding to you. That's why I jumped in and I was like, and of course here's a caveat and a caveat is yeah, that you have to. And another caveat is like, of course we don't know. And it's like, no, it's okay. We can name it. We can also cut this whole part out. No, we, everyone here is that, no. like, believes very much in the vaccine. We're all vaccinated. Yes, oh, of course. Honey, boosted. Well, I, take all the the, I get it every single day. As an instance of like a uh, uh, a topic that is like often in this kind of sphere of like very binary thought or whatever or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm terrified. Well, it's right very now. scary. No. I mean, I'm scared to say anything because as someone who's received her fair share of hate online, it makes you absolutely just live it makes you live in fear sort of which is cool i'm trying to grow past it i do think like the antidote to to iconic to like that like intoxication of of when you're iconic like how that feels is like falling out of that and like i do think like then you really realize how temporary and like false it is totally you know what i mean when you see how quickly it just like go disappears it's like oh that you you're someone who like literally 
was obsessed with me yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I do think that and now it's like, if I ever do feel like I inch towards, you know, one way or the other, it does matter to me less because I do, it does feel so less material than it used to. You know what I mean? I used yeah. to really totally. feel, but whatever. I feel like for better, or for worse, all three of us have watched um, our, ourselves and our friends go in and out of public favor mm-hmm. and and you just see that it, it literally means so little. And even like now, you know, I ha- you know, I was getting all this hate and then now like I had the special come out, I'm getting all this nice press and it's so good. And, but I'm like, now I just have this, I'm like, oh, this this doesn't, it's, I'm, I'm like, oh, this is just a job though. It's like, I'm promoting my work because mm-hmm. it's, it's work that I'm proud of, but it's it's not, it's just a job, I'm doing my job. And then I have a yeah. whole other life that has nothing to do with what people think about this. But yeah, it's hard. I, I, I'm, I would like to say that I'm past that and that I feel some sort of like stability of like, you know, like you find stability when you just describe what you did, Pat, of like, you know, like to to kind of avoid either, right? The like, yeah. but I haven't, I don't know that even I've achieved that and I literally think about this constantly and, and wrote a book about a lot of it. And, and I think that... um you know, do you, do you guys know the podcast Dead Eyes, Connor Ratliff's oh, podcast? Brian yeah. was telling me about this. He was like, it's unbelievable. It's it's really incredible. There's a lot incredible about it. But one amazing thing about it, and I have to say, like, I am I got on the bandwagon so late and I started listening after the Tom Hanks episode. Um, so I cancel me for that. But <laughs> I think that what's so beautiful. So, so this is all to say that I'm working my way through it. And this is all to say that, like, you hear in Connor that he has truly, he went through this really hard thing 20 years ago, more than 20 years ago, and he has since learned to not tie his self-worth to a job. And I hear in him a clarity about that lesson, and I have not yet fully adopted not tying my self-worth to how well something is received and like oh, yeah i'm so far from that <laughs> yeah pat where are you on this scale um, you life? know i i think i'm in the i'm in this i'm like i i truly think i'm like the the good side of it i no longer um want or care about or whatever because that to me i just that the value of that to me has been so like Mm. mitigated that I'm like oh that is not something I will ever care about and I also am constantly reminding myself that like if you ever do get any positive regard and you build anything on it no just be ready for that to collapse in one moment's time yeah and for some reason I am very for some reason that has like I'm just not super interested in that anymore I definitely do still feel fear of the other side of it um because I I I just would like to um, be able to work like that is that, that is <laughs> yeah. like what I would like to do. So, so I yeah. still I still feel fear sometimes, but um, but I don't feel the kind of uh, maniacal like craving mm. for that other mm. thing like that that maybe I think the I used iconic to side. when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For whatever reason you know what i mean also just because i'm like oh that didn't really make me very happy like not that i was ever like you know one of the main people but like i i felt i used to feel 
more celebrated or something than I do now. Yeah. And like that to me feels very false now. And I'm very happy right now in terms of like the work that I'm getting to do and like all that stuff. And so I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't care if, if no one in the world ever like thinks I'm cool. Like I just would like to be able to talk to the people work. that I know in real life mm-hmm. and like yeah. not worry about anyone outside of that is like yeah. kind of where I'm at. But I don't want people who I've never met to hate me. Like I don't, I yeah. don't want that. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's certainly tricky, but um, I don't know. It's just one of those things I think we're all still like navigating because it's also such a new phenomenon. It's such a new human experience in many ways that like, yeah. And I don't think anyone has had the time to like truly figure it out. You know what I mean? Oh, completely. It's it's such a modern problem. And Catherine, I was going to ask, like, we're a few weeks out now from the special. And I think especially with streaming, this is Mm -hmm. for everything. This is for series that come out, you know, like it's the biggest thing in the world. And then like and then the series is not airing anymore. Like it didn't dump other episodes. So how are you feeling now? Like I think, yeah, it's been almost two weeks. I feel good. I mean, I feel like the good thing is that now it like lives on Netflix and it's there and people can discover the same way people like every now and then will discover my my book that came out a year ago. Even now I'll get like a nice message or whatever. So I think it's nice to see um, getting messages from people that are like, I had no idea who you were and I found your work and I really connected Mm -hmm. with it. Like that makes me feel really good. And the mean things, I was thinking about this like, once you hit a certain number of view, like views on a TikTok, or once your once your audience expands to a certain amount of people, you're inevitably going to have a stream of really mean comments. It, does, it doesn't even matter what you're doing. So I think just kind of not looking as much. Um, yeah, I feel good. I feel like it's hard because Pat, like what you're saying, you're like we just want to work, but our work is so tied to who we are. Or especially if I'm acting or wanting to stand up, it's like I, I am my work in some ways. So that's what makes it even more difficult. Um, I don't know. How do you feel like? Dylan, I mean, how, like, how many people have read the book? Like, I don't know. I feel like the next month is going to be really crazy for you. What are you What are you feeling? Well, I don't know if it's the next month is going to be crazy or the next week or the next day. Like, yeah. I, I think part of me is like, I just had like a really fruitful, the, the, the book marks the like end of a very fruitful professional time for me. Mm-hmm. or the book's release and then I'm hoping that it blows up I'm yeah. hoping that it blows up it and will that blow I up I think get, that it will getting too. To, but 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 what I'm saying is like and I'm not putting myself down or the book but like I also don't know like I want a lot of people to read it and I and I as someone who is comfortable owning how much I like attention <laughs> I'm saying that that's actually not for attention like I spent so long on this mm-hmm. book because yeah. the ideas in this book are stuff that I want to share with people. And I hope even if it's not tied to my name and people forget who wrote the book, I hope they're going to remember the ideas. And I'm not trying to pay myself as a saint. I just like that's genuinely why I wrote it. So I, I do hope a lot of people read it. But I don't know. Like I, I think I'm always going to battle with tying my self-worth to what people think of Mm -hmm. me and how iconic they think I am and I am always even though I've dedicated myself to a project that explores this like I'm always going to be blown by someone who or thrown whatever verb by someone (laughs) who says something negative and absolutely and also you know I brought it up a few times but like 
envy and jealousy is this like beast that lives in me that I cannot slay Same. successfully. Same. Same. I, I'm, I am so not not um, evolved, I guess, or something around yeah. that. Like I, oh, I really struggle with that, with that sort of yeah. um, comparing myself to others or, or whatever. No, yeah. I feel like Dylan, like I, I could not be more grateful. Like I, I know the work you're doing too, it takes an emotional toll on you. Like it's not yeah. easy. And I feel like we're so lucky to live in a time when this book's coming out because people are like, thirsty, hungry, dying for it. Because no one, everyone feels the same way. Everyone feels, I think, just scared of what we created and unsure of yeah. how to navigate it. And so for you to have this thing, you're coming from a place of love. And yeah. I think it's going to be, like, I'm, I cannot wait to read it. I cannot wait for people to talk about it. And even if they don't read the full book, like just you're going to be doing all this press and they're going to see, like, if even if one line sticks with someone that you say in an interview like that, yeah. it can be life, it'll be life changing for someone. Like, that's yeah. what's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, and then I hope so. Yeah. But but I I um but but in terms of the navigating the lulls, it's I don't know that that's ever going to change. And Pat, you, you know, you were bringing up like how you just want to stay working. Yeah. And like all of our careers. <laughs> and I would actually say this for people who are actually like not even doing public work like now it's like you that's everyone's a freelancer now and mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. your resume is dependent on what people think of you and um you can say and you would sometimes be right to say that cancel culture is consequence culture but the complicated thing about that is even if there is an irrational call to take you down, employers don't care about that and they just care about the perception of what has right. happened to you. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and so they're good. Oh, sorry. No, I cut you off. No, no, no. Do. Well, Maybe I think that's, that's why I'm still scared of that other side of it. Like, because I completely think, I, I don't think yeah. you because you can still get work if you're not the iconic one, but you really, I think will struggle in any sphere if you're the trash side of it because just no one wants Completely. to be attached to it you know what i mean and and this is why i believe that like like i i think what my work practices is like digital restorative justice right which is like i think there is a way to hold people accountable for things that they've done that has hurt us personally or that we identify is messed up but i don't believe that we should shun them like i i think there's such a dehumanization everywhere and i think that like we need to acknowledge like everyone will fuck up everyone will have will do things mm -hmm. like and i hope that we can infuse more forgiveness into the public square and like I don't know. I, I now I'm on this like kind of like abstract soapbox, but I, I I just think that like we need to give people the space to mess up and also have way more mechanisms to identify wrongdoing in like healthy ways that doesn't shun someone from a community, but like yeah. keeps them in a community. Totally. Um, Absolutely. It's and, really yeah. It's upsetting. Yeah. yeah. It's really upsetting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just grateful for you because it's even tricky to talk about. It makes me feel yeah. really uncomfortable. Yeah, to be honest, totally. This which is... I think is like a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't that like? I think people yeah. are going to find this really. Uh, I think yeah, a lot of people are going to 
connect with how difficult it is to have these kind of conversations because we all want like at the end of the day like we all want people to be i want people to be happy and feel good about themselves and it's scary because being online a lot of times makes me hate people <laughs> yeah and it's and i'm like and, it's, not... and it's easy to yeah it's easy to because yeah. it's really easy to hate the thin drawings you make of someone you yeah know? so like um yeah i i it's it's really hard um um well i think what we should i think we should encourage people to read conversations with people who with, hate me yes i, I <laughs> almost had conversations Harris. with friends i was like if you take one thing away read conversations with friends and then i think before we go you know before we go first of all thank you for joining us and we have to just like we have to get into the heart of the matter, which is who's everyone's crush of the week. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We have to talk about that. Like, yeah. My crush of the week is, is the gays from Rochester, New York, who um, who collapsed at my show. Uh, what? <laughs> I said oh I got it in the beginning before we locked down, but yeah, there's some gays from Rochester who got very, very drunk, older men at a, 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 a gay improv show, and one of them stood up and fell over from from that experience of being drunk and but they were the most beautiful hearts you've ever seen seven minutes prior to, cl to collapsing on the floor he had loudly said apropos of nothing during the show i love this so i think that's oh. really cool <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and um those four boys are all my crushes of the week a king a king wow. my crush okay, of the week so i, I think is my crush of the week, I think, um, this woman, this chef, um, this chef, Jess Damuk, Damuk, sent me her book called Salad Freak. And it came in this oh. gorgeous package with, like, fancy sea salt and olive oil and this, like, amazing book about, like, produce and salads. And it just, like, I, it made my day. I was, like, I had, I made this gorgeous salad. I felt so at peace. Like, I really longed oh. for peace and groceries. Um, yes. Peace, love, and groceries. New merch for me. Yeah. yeah. And I'm grateful <laughs> to the book Salad Freak and the author Jess. So shout out. Okay, to I love me. that. Do you have one, Dylan? Wait, you you have do. to be honest about the fact that you're literally married. I am oh, married. We haven't even, uh, wait, Dylan, we're going to have to come on and have you be like just Juicy Goosey Lucy. Yeah, because, because we're, your We're husband. a corporate horse today, but we had to talk about the book. But we also need to know about like your hot husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm always thrilled to talk about Todd. Um, I This also felt Lucy Goosey. I mean, like this stuff always feels like th this is the unfortunate yeah. thing. I feel like I've fully excused myself from anything even remotely comedic because every time I talk about my work, it's like, let's get into nuance and immediately yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, I'm at school. <laughs> and but then like, you're what? LOL during it. You're LOL. And, and thank you. And that's that blurb is going on the second printing of the book. You're LOL Please. during it. <laughs> you're LOL. <laughs> He's LOL during, LOL during it. Um, <laughs> so I, well, I I have a crush, and this is gonna sound like um, this is gonna sound corporate, and like I'm on um, I don't know a chat sh chat show on E. Or yeah, something. the gods. But the gods. We would love but one I have day to if this could finally be on E. Like, definitely put us on E on let's camera. Let's get our faces this be on, camera. on E. That's enough. Okay. So I. <laughs> Um, there was there was a moment at the Oscars that was obviously overshadowed by the bigger thing, the biggest thing that happened. But like, there was a really, really, really sweet moment between Lady Gaga oh, and Liza Minnelli. I saw it. It and was amazing. So I have to say, like, my crush is <sighs> okay. Bring me back to 2011. 
and call me a gay slur. Yeah, I love Lady Gaga. Yeah, um, we love Gaga here. Yas Gaga. Slay. And um, you and me can start a bad <laughs> romance. Yeah, I mean the, the video just came out. Uh, Edge of Glory video is on its way. They just released the Google uh, preview. So anyway, this is all to say that there was this really sweet and tender moment that was overshadowed by the bigger event of the night where like Lady Gaga like was presenting with Liza Minnelli who seems to be aging very quickly and is in like a very different physical state. Um, And it was so generous and so loving and it was so like... There was a moment where Gaga whispered to, it was caught on microphones, but it didn't feel like it was aware that it was being caught on microphones when she just whispered like, oh, I got you. And it was just like, I don't know, this is, she, she, it always feels so silly to like lay praise on someone who is so heavily praised, but she genuinely feels like someone who like appreciates the lineage of artists Mm -hmm. before her and also models like a kindness in the world and and i know that celebrating kindness is seen as like overly sincere and kind of chuggy and like okay stop like don't tell people to be kind like just tell people why you hate someone or why (laughs) you're a monster but she did this and it reminded me of something that she actually did in 2011 so in fact do bring me back to 2011 do bring her back (laughs) bring her back so she did um i believe it was a google talk and i watched this was like i was watching every piece of lady gaga content at the time and this is when Rebecca Black's Friday video came out. Mm. Another person who we mm. owe an apology to, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca Black's Friday video came out. And if I'm remembering this moment correctly, someone in the audience raised their hand and was so thrilled to ask this question and was like, hey, Gaga, like, what are your thoughts on Friday? Oh, my God. Uh, oh my God. And she was like, oh, what's that? And they were like. And they, they told, the, she put them on the spot perfectly because she genuinely was like, I don't know what that is. Can you tell me what it is? And they were like, yeah, this like young teenager like sang this song and she put it out as a video. And she was like, that's amazing. Oh. Like someone, uh, someone like had the courage to put out a song. Like it takes a lot of guts to like oh be an artist. Like what's her story? I hope I'm remembering this correctly because like this is how my mind has yeah. played it oh, over. That's, that's and I so remember sweet. it like so effectively and not cruelly put the audience in their place to be like, we will not be piling on to anyone because like, and, and it illuminates like, what was there to pile on about? You know, like mm-hmm. a girl made a music video and we're all going to live to see another day. And yeah. anyway, I, I, I think she's, um, I don't know what she's like as a person, um, but I think she's she definitely models. Crushworthy. She is crushworthy. And I think she models a like really kind uh, way of being and existing in the public sphere that I mm. love. Amazing. Um, I love really- to talk. Um, I'm so sorry. I have to. We go have to go. To okay, wait. Hall. She's got to go. But 
But um, do you um do you feel, do you feel hot, hot today? I do. I do feel hot because for some reason this hoodie makes me feel hot. I can't explain it. I did get it from Brooklyn Running Company, my favorite running store in New York, okay, um, in Williamsburg, and um, I don't know. It's like thick. You know, in a really thick hoodie, you can sometimes like just make you feel uh, like taken care of. It's armor. armor. Okay. It's armor. It's right here, combat boots. And then and then my straight <laughs> hair combat boots. And then my head just like pops out of it in such a way that I'm like, okay, this is. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Do you guys? Um, I don't at all. I feel I've been like binge eating for the past week. My body's doing uncontrollable things. My tits are randomly aching sore. I'm like worried I'm prognant. Um, <laughs> I, I, I haven't washed my hair in six months. I'm absolutely hideoso, but my heart is full and my body, my personality is hot right now. Dylan, do you feel hot today? <laughs> um, I am going to say yes. Only because like You're I turned. I turned on the Zoom pref like part of why I don't I turn off the self view is like so I don't look at myself and then judge myself. But right. I looked at it and I was like, I'm going to choose to say that I look good right before I zoom with this pe these people who I really like. You look and really good. Yeah, you look oh, incredible. Okay. For those who don't know, look Dylan up hat, actually randomly the hat's so working. hot. Yeah, Dylan's so randomly hot. hot. Also going on the cover, but the hat similarly <laughs> to Pat. It feels passable. Like it feels like it's fab. okay when someone wears a baseball. Cap, I remember the first wow. the first time I met you. Where was that? Do you remember? Was that UCB? Yeah, UCB. U UCB East, and mm -hmm. it was after a witch show, and you were like, "Oh, I'm doing like really great show. Like I'm friends with Joe Firestone." I was like, "Oh my god." And I was like, wait, Joe, like, you're like hot friend Dylan. Like said hi. Like, do you think he wants to like marry me? And she was like, he's literally Pat, he's literally oh engaged to someone God. else. And I was like, okay, he's dead well, to me. Well, the funny thing was, he just went I iconic remember to that meeting so well. And you were actually accosted by two new fans. And it was me and Todd. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so we, but we frequently. So this is, it's honestly an honor. Pat, I know you have to go and like literally apologize, but I'm giving you guys praise. So just like stay with me for seconds. Stay logged on. Don't hit the notebook just yet. <laughs> but you are, you are both people who have like made us, me and me and Todd specifically, because that's like who I go places with. He is my like, Husband, we're, we're someone like you little go twins with. who walk around Brooklyn. Um, but like you are two people whose lines we have like quoted to each other oh, and just left. And no. I know that makes me sound and us sound so basic. And you know what? We are. But um Okay, great. Let's embrace it. I just want to share two things that we quote. So uh Pat, you don't even <laughs> remember this. This was an improv show. You build it up just to tear it down, and that's what improv <laughs> is. But the your first line in that show was you open you opened the door to someone and you said, "Well, I didn't expect to see you here, but here you are in my foyer." And like <laughs> it's just like it's it's one of those lines and the way you said it and I was just like this is such a talented amazing person. And that and so Todd and I both like accosted you and we're like oh, like fangirling. Here you are in my foyer. And then um we uh Catherine we uh obviously i texted you this love the netflix special but thank um, you you uh we saw you what we repeat to ourselves frequently repeat to each other <laughs> and ourselves frequently is that you were asked watch at the bell house and you were asked like pre-selected or in the bowl <laughs> and you said 
Prusalu. And um, we we use Prusalu. It's no longer a joke. It's like a term that we have like embedded into our brains that Prusalu is like. That was the golden age, the golden age of Bell House shows. Yeah. Yeah. But really was the couch time. Yeah. Like never forget the couches. Um, we love you so much. Before, really quick, are you mad at me? No. No. Dylan? No. Are you, are you mad at me? Are you guys mad at me? Positive. Are you no. mad at me? Not at all. Not at all. Dylan, Dylan you, you ask. ask. You ask. Are you guys mad at me? Favorite person in New York. Favorite person in New York. Favorite person in New York. Thank God, Queensland. Guys, love go you check guys. out his book. We love you. Have an amazing day. Live, laugh, love. Everyone, kissy, kissy. Live, laugh, love. Bye, bye. Thank you, baby. Bye. Bye. Boring as fuck.